Hey, 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 welcome to episode 17 of the Bad Batch Podcast. Whether you've seen one Star Wars film, played some games, or become a hermit and have mastered all content of the Star Wars universe, this podcast is for you. I'm your co-host, Justin Samoy, and I'm also here with Drew Crispo. Welcome back. And BJ Davis. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, so before we dive into uh, our Star Wars topic today, which is Boba Fett and some listener questions. I just want to let you know that there may be spoilers for uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or if you haven't finished all the canon Star Wars, we might spoil some things for you. Get so. a little bit, so you're fair warned. Yeah, so you were warned. So before we dive into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, well, we have some Star Wars news. So uh, today, or in this sometime in this past week, Ryan Johnson discussed. Uh, Snoke and uh, you know people were disappointed with uh, how he was killed off without really any backstory information on him and Ryan Johnson's reasoning for this was he was more interested in Kylo and wanted to know what it was like if he just got to be in charge right away and he didn't want to repeat the original trilogy and just follow exactly in that mold which makes sense mm-hmm. but we still need to know who Snoke but, was but yeah also- I mean oh go ahead they bought back, they brought back Palpatine anyway. So following the original mold, he's kind of it was kind of just all doomed. And also, like this goes back to like everything we've said for weeks on end about the sequels. Like the problem with making decisions like this and leaving it up to one person and have these kind of decisions and be able to execute them is you're not making one movie. You're not making your one movie. You're not making Knives Out or or spin off of something. This yeah, is, or an anthology. Yeah, this isn't Solo. This isn't Rogue One. You're the middle part in a trilogy of movies that all have outbranching parts that affect other things and other people's decisions. It's not up to you where you can just drive it into the ground and be like, well, you know, I want to see what this looks like. It's like going back again, no plan, but also like why, why does everybody have so much like – a director has that much executive decision when there's no story group, like we said before, no planning going on whatsoever. You can just do whatever you want. Like, I think it's insane. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I don't know how he got away with it. And I mean, yeah, the middle movie is just the most, even if it's like, tends to be like the, I don't know, actually, I don't even know if it's the least important, but like, I guess people just don't care for the middle movie as much since it doesn't have like the main climax but it's like the most important for driving the story yeah. with like the empire strikes yeah. back probably the best second movie ever the two towers for uh lord of the rings it drives the story mm-hmm. it shows you where you're gonna go and like the stakes of the first movie get like boosted up in the second normally and for that to happen i mean like he has to know that like th- this is just gonna infuriate people who are already sequel haters and and critical of the sequels and specifically his movies like that's just going to drive them even more crazy and like make like at this point they're like oh you're not even trying to hide anything anymore you're just like oh we were just like flying by the seat of our pants i think ryan johnson should probably stop talking about the last jedi (laughs) stop talking about star wars yeah (laughs) i mean he has his own movie again good, good luck <laughs> like i mean yeah that fan base is going to like it's going to be the same thing with with solo and 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 the like repercussions you get off of just people hating it the thing before this and now you have a director attached where you can people are going to be like well we can actually like influence this and how this goes and stuff like I, I when I heard that they were still doing that trilogy or like he says allegedly that they are yeah. blew my mind like I thought no shot I, I still think there's even though he said that in the interview I don't know I do not know he might just be trying to say it so that like get the heat so out. he gets it yeah yeah there's no official announcement from Disney yet I mean it's like the um Game of Thrones uh directors they didn't get it at all because of what was what they did before so i just i don't i don't understand how ryan johnson would get this again (laughs) after how it was perceived 
Uh, yeah. I wonder if Why people would be you more say forgiving. That like, you know, that's a point of contention. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if people would be more forgiving. If he was like, you know, I messed up. I think I think that I think you cut your losses and you just keep trying to move forward and that's why I deny deny. Yeah. Make knives out too. Yeah, literally just do something else. But yeah. So in other news, uh Disney Plus releases this week on uh April second, so this Friday, we have Star Wars Ewoks. Uh I think there's only two seasons of it, but the first two seasons, and I don't know anything about this. Uh yeah, I don't know if I'm thinking of the right thing because I know they had those Ewok like specials back in like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if if that's the that's what these are, because I know those are like made for TV type things. Mm-hmm. Um or I could be completely wrong and I also have no idea what, what this is at all. Yeah. So yeah, that's being released, but also Star Wars Clone Wars, if you remember back in early 2000s right after uh, uh attack of the clones came out they made or the the person or the team that made samurai jack made clone wars and that is dropping this friday and you get so excited really cool things so yeah i'm and so it, excited to rewatch that i haven't watched it in a long time mm-hmm. that's when i found out anakin was darth vader i'm so excited yeah and like drew allegra said last week uh, that's how Grievous gets the cough from getting crushed by Mace. Yeah. And then Anakin cuts off the braid. A lot of a lot of good things in it. And I don't know if you consider Samurai Jack an anime, but if you're a fan of or Samurai Jack, you will like this because it's you see some crazy force abilities. And yeah, I remember like well, I've only seen a couple episodes of it here and there, like as a kid. So I'm definitely like very excited to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I have no idea how long the runtime is because I remember like it would come on in commercial breaks. Like I'd be watching uh, Kids Next Door, and then during the commercial, you'd see like one of these little shorts. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, yeah I'm pumped. Yeah, and so bigger news this week, even though the Clone Wars is sick, we have some Obi Wan casting, and we're gonna dissect the cast from Lucasfilm, which I pulled off their Instagram. And so. As far as we know, like this is the official casting so far. Everybody's on it. Um, they did say it's going into production uh, in April, so obviously in the next few days. Um, and I mean, I'm sure this is not the end of the casting that we might hear about, or you know how Disney is with their surprises and keeping things under wraps sometimes. So maybe there are uh, people in this series that we don't know yet uh hopefully rosario dawson um but yeah who, who knows going forward but but this list is cool so we can definitely dive in yeah so yeah, i would yeah go bj what oh, i was just gonna say thinking about that that we haven't seen like ahsoka re-meet like obi-wan or see luke yet so hopefully something like that happens that could be cool yeah so uh we have ewan mcgregor here uh unsure of who he will be playing but he has the looks of uh, Obi-Wan, so we're hoping for that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's who I think, but, you know, you never know, you know? The jokes aside, we're excited to have him back. He's the perfect age to be uh, to be Obi-Wan on Tatooine at this point. So Yeah, and, and we should say, too, like, before this completely um, dropped today, uh, the th- we only knew about three people in this show so far, so we knew Ian McGregor. We knew Hayden was coming back. That's awesome. And uh, Adria Varma, right? Yeah, Adria Varma. From yeah. she's from Game of Thrones. She's yeah. one of the the Sand Sister, or she's the Sand mother. Snakes. She was like the um, she was the queen at one point. Wife. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew of these, but uh, and people were speculating about you know who might be in this show and stuff, and I think it's really exciting for people today to have confirmed that Joel Edgerton is going to be on it. And um, the girl who played Bonnie too. So her name is Bonnie. Can't see that. Just Bonnie. We'll just call her Bonnie. I'm not. Call her Bonnie. I'm not going to. Bonnie Piss. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the two people from uh, Revenge of the Sith playing um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. So that's, that's pretty cool because um, obviously like Joel Edgerton has become like a much, much larger star after, since Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith came out. 
Um, and he's talked in past interviews about, you know, if there was a movie, like he would love to come back and stuff. And it's also cool because um, apparently in a bunch of the different uh, limited Obi-Wan comic runs that they've done, which are canon, uh, Uncle Ben and is it Uncle Ben, oh, Owen, I keep mixing them up. Yeah. Uncle Owen and um, Ben Kenobi like butt heads a lot and they don't get along and they he doesn't really want him around Luke. And like even in episode four, he refers to him as a, like that crazy wizard living in the desert and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so I think to get that compounded in a show to see that like relationship is going to be extremely interesting. Yeah, and like almost a like a list, but like extremely talented actors. Yeah. So Joel Edgerton, I know he's from Great Gatsby. He played like the antagonist type Tom, I think his name was. But in uh, from a certain point of view, this is not my point of view, this is a book where it has a bunch of short stories of Star Wars. There's one with uh, Owen and Ben Kenobi. Uh, he, the Tusken Raiders like invade the, their little farm and then Owen's like fighting them off. And then Obi-Wan comes to help. And then Owen's like furious at him. He's like, I could have handled this. Like you're supposed to be as far away from Luke Skywalker as uh, far as possible. So yeah, it would be cool if they, we actually got to see that in, in the show. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, a couple, there are a couple bigger names here that we'll get to. But we can just run down the list here. Um, you know, Moses Ingram, is that her name, I believe? Yes. So she is, she was in uh, the Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit, if any of you guys check that out. Uh, she's in that. Um, and she was awesome in that. So definitely excited to have her in there. I Like with all these kind of people, I, I'm, I don't think we know really what any of them are going to be. I mean, we can speculate and stuff, but I'm, I'm not quite sure what, what, what uh, she would be playing just yet. Unless you yeah. guys have any ideas. I don't think any of the people on this list will be playing like Tuscan Raiders just because, I mean, these are all pretty high caliber people and we don't want them behind a mask. That's yeah. Tom Hardy's thing. That's the only thing he can do. So yeah, Kumail Nanjani from uh, he's going to be in Eternals, and he was in Silicon Valley. I was say that was that's the one that like I was very surprised about seeing, um, which is cool. Like uh, Kumail is hilarious, and he's like you said, like going to be in Eternals, absolutely jacked now. So he's star. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised, but I'm I'm super down for it. I think it's going to be cool and. You know, he's like a big nerd too. Like he loves Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. So um, mm -hmm. to bring that aspect to it too, I think is going to be like really cool. And then we've already discussed Indira Varma from Game of mm -hmm. Thrones. Uh, I mean, she just has bad guy energy. Yeah, she does. Probably, yeah. probably someone bad. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, um, and what about an Inquisitor? Yes, that's what I was just about to say. That could be cool. Yeah. Yeah, because realistically, Obi-Wan would best anyone that doesn't have, like, easily, who doesn't have a Force ability. So we need someone. Yeah. Exactly. And she does look like uh, the sister from Rebels, the ninth sister. I forgot, but whoever she is. Uh, is that the one that they fought at that Sith temple? I'm not sure. I I have trouble remembering all the different Inquisitors. Like, I wish yeah. they just gave them real names instead of, like, <laughs> instead of numbers. Yeah. Numbering yeah. them out of order. Like, it's it just very confusing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. I think that'd be cool. No, I think it'd be really funny if, if Camille, like, used, like, his, like, comedic background and they, they made him, like, some, like, similar like to what they did with like Taika Waititi where they made him like a droid but he mm. was like really funny and Alan Tudyk, Alan Tudyk too with uh, K2SO yeah like I could I could definitely see him like being like a motion capture droid kind yeah. of thing and that'd be funny yeah and then we will have this friend oh I'm sorry uh, I forgot will this show be happening at the same time Bad Batch is happening do we know no so so also there was speculation I know we speculated like when there this might take place there was rumors um today and i believe it was a variety article disney confirmed that this series is taking place exactly 10 years after 
um, Return of Revenge of, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of Sith. Yeah. So Luke will okay. be ten. I'm sure we'll get a casting for that at some point. I'm, I mean, you you just think it would make the most sense. Um, so I'm sure that will be coming out at some point. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see them that far away. But kind of moving through the list too, like uh, Rupert Friend. I know I was. I'm not really familiar with with him and um, some of the others on here, but I was listening to some uh, video today. I think it was Star Wars Explained, and they got to them, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't really know who this person is either." But he was like, "For some reason, this guy gives me like big time Imperial officer vibes." And then after seeing a couple pictures, I was like, "Yeah, a hundred percent." I was getting like the like a smuggler vibe from him. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about yeah. See that. Like he's like the code breaker they were looking for in uh, yeah. the Last Jedi. He is the code breaker. He looks gives you that vibes, but don't know really. Obviously, we don't know anything about other than these are the people casted. Mm-hmm. So, so after Rupert Friend, we have O'Shea Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. He played his dad Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton, and I know he's been in other stuff since then. But that's right, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's where he's most notable for me. I mean, he looks like Ice Cube, obviously. Yeah. But uh yeah, no idea who's playing. And then Sung Kang, he is from uh Fast and Furious. He plays Han, the best character in Fast and Furious. Uh don't at me on that. He is. And then yeah, I don't know who any of these people are playing. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I don't know who we think either of those two could potentially be. But it's I also don't know how long about the story. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea how long they're gonna be on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could be taking place like anywhere, so there could be like any role. Mm -hmm. Um, And then was it Simone Kessel? I I am not familiar with her. Um, No, and I'm looking up like what she was in, and I don't even know any of these. The Reckoning, Stickman, Pine Gap. I have no idea what these are. Well, yeah, yeah, no, from that. The good thing about like Star Wars that they tend to do pretty well is take actors who like we aren't very familiar with or we haven't um been put in like big time movies with even though a lot of these are actors who are you know bigger names um they certainly do a good job with bringing in people that we don't know and then they become a household name like you know daisy ridley you know like people like that it's Mm -hmm, john boy i mean yeah yeah. pretty much and then like i mean hayden and you mcgregor made movies before but Mm -hmm. i mean obi-wan kenobi really put him on the map yeah and then, and then the last one we have on this list is benny uh safty safty um apparently he's like more of a director uh role kind of but he's i mean he's acting in this he uh, i guess co-directed uncut gems with his brother uh, i know he's been on a couple of different projects as well i think but um yeah i mean like like i said who knows? We don't know where this is exactly set other than Tatooine and like what the plot, excuse me, the plot of this is at yeah. all. So it's kind of hard to like pick out other than from just picking from, you know, either them being in, in the past or their prior work before this. So it's, it's hard to say with, with everybody else. Yeah. So the only four confirmed people we know who they'd be playing are Obi-Wan, Anakin, Uncle Owen and Auntie Baru. And fun fact about her, she had a denim jacket on. Denim is confirmed in the Star Wars universe. Not this actress, the one in A New Hope. But yeah, that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi news. Um, oh, one more thing. I'm thinking like, so everyone's thinking like, how will um, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader meet? I feel like they'll meet through like a force thing and they'll have a conversation through that. I think that's the best way to do it. It's possible. I, I think Disney might have already said that they're gonna have like one last battle. I think it's gonna be like a battle in the mind. Really it could so. be. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I, I think Hayden, as much as I want him to be in every episode and be like the real antagonist, he'll probably have an Ahsoka type role from Mandalorian. Just one episode, in and out. I, I think that. So this, like we said, this show could go in a bunch of different ways. Um, I think you see him in the suit like once early in it and like maybe sprinkled in like 
cut scenes every once in a while. And then the probably the final two episodes is where you would see him in the suit a lot. But if the rumors are true from like uh, a little while ago, apparently we're supposed to be getting flashbacks to the Clone Wars where he'll have be like masked off and be in the Clone Wars armor and stuff where I think that's where you'd see him the most. But it's about like how long these episodes are. And I think there's only like six episodes, like similar to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Dude, if they have the, the Clone Wars armor from seasons one to three, I think that's he has the, like action. Like mm-hmm. that'd be cool to see in live action. Yeah, I think that's the um that's the goal to like have them have flashbacks because I think they're basically gonna be having Obi Wan going through like PTSD and then like Darth Vader like so obviously like we've talked about with the comics and stuff like struggling at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like most of that screen time will be seen individually rather than like them in person yeah. together. Or in flashbacks, I guess, is the best way to say it. Cool. Well, in other news, uh, Sebastian Stan was asked again about playing uh, Luke Skywalker because obviously they look very similar. I'm sure if you listen to this, you've seen the resemblance between the two. And I have championed this since the first episode (laughs) going into The Mandalorian. And uh, Seabass has quoted... If Mark Hamill calls me personally to tell me that he feels inclined to share this role with me, then I'll believe it. Until then, I won't believe it. You know, simple enough. But, like, I'm really hoping this is, like, a deflection because Mark Hamill did tweet, I think, in, like, 2018. He's like, oh, he doesn't need my blessing. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. and He can play Luke. Have you seen that? Uh, it was, like, some morning. Uh, maybe it was... It was probably Good Morning America because Disney and that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, during promotion for one of the one of the movies, they had them like uh, FaceTime or something, and they like uh, Mark Hamill like called him his son or something like yeah. that as a joke. So I don't know. I it could very well be a deflection, but it it goes back to two like what are we going to get out of season three of the Mandalorian? Like, are you going to see Luke a lot or is it just going to be? Yeah. Well, I mean, also um, the Ahsoka show, Mm -hmm. if we do. Yeah. I mean, that could be, that could be sweet. That could be a really good way to do it. Like to bring him in in that way. And then, Mm -hmm. and then I guess you could kind of like play with what you think people reacted to better, like the Mandalorian version or like, Mm-hmm. Stan and in Ahsoka. Yeah, I just imagine it's too much money to keep yeah. uh, Mo capping uh, Mark Hamill. And not that Sebastian Stan isn't like a high tier actor. I feel like it would just be less work just to hire him. Yeah. If you're spending the same amount of money on both, just hire Sebastian Stan so your graphics team. You don't have to, yeah. You don't have to do all later. the special effects. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously that's the longest process of making anything is post production. I wonder if you like galaxy. Yeah, I wonder if they did that in like the season finale, just because. I mean, you're ending a season, and anything can happen, like in real life. Like, if like something happened to one of the actors, or like like one of them can say some messed up stuff and get fired, fired, so it ruins the story. (laughs) Uh, Something like that, like you don't know, you can't plan for that, and you haven't written out the story, so you you have the like opportunity to change it as you go um and you just use it for that right there and you can always cast somebody else later but just get it closest to the time period as possible mm-hmm. um i'm thinking now maybe that's that's why they did that and like that is a good point for the ahsoka show like then you have something written out and you have flushed out and you can use sebastian stan and like he's already in the disney family like why not yeah, he's there and then he could Get the Disney hat trick. He just needs to be in a, a Disney uh, princess movie if he gets the Star Wars gig. Sure. Which, speaking of Sebastian Stan, we're going to segue into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode 2 premiered mm-hmm. this past Friday. Yep. And it was uh, really good. I mean, the action sequence, like the, I mean, I love a, a train. It's not a train, but it's like a, a highway sequence jumping from yeah. truck to truck. Mm-hmm. Those are always cool. And then also like the the progression of the characters because I was like wondering what the beef was between uh, Bucky and uh, Sam was obviously they have like a little a little rivalry going 
Mm-hmm. But during the my favorite moment of this episode during the therapy sequence, because if you when uh, Bucky's like, if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I I thought that was like, I think they're just their dynamic in general. I liked even before this, so now it's like, it's really taking form now. Um, but I gotta say, like now two weeks into Winter, like the Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I do like the less episodes and longer episodes better um compared to like how they did mando and wandavision because i think it just like it makes more sense um in a way like for storytelling and stuff just to have it like have it be that 45 minutes have that be that like 50-ish minute mark rather than like i I also might be biased because i'm staying up till 3 a.m to watch these shows um (laughs) But like staying up till 3 a.m. because I'm on the East Coast and then having an episode that's 22 minutes long of actual content and like the rest is credits and stuff, like not the most uh, thrilling thing of all time, even though like the show itself is good. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like this better um, just because it feels more like a movie and like it, it definitely has like Captain America Winter Soldier the movie like vibes to this mm-hmm. show a lot yeah. espionage dark yeah a little bit darker i like all the longer episodes too but to be fair i think like the mandalorian and uh wandavision they were more like cliffhanger heavy mm-hmm. like, not that i don't care what happens next week on falcon and the winter soldier but i'm just, I just like, you feel like satisfied yeah i'm not as pressed yeah. for like those those two shows i was like what's gonna happen next like is exactly. grogu gonna make it Obviously, he's going to make it. He's worth too much money. But how does he make it? Or is Mephisto real? Yeah. So. Um, I actually thought it was like a pretty average episode. Really? Um, yeah. Hold on. I like wrote a few things down. <laughs> um, so I, I one of the parts I just did not like was the whole therapy part. It was just kind of cheesy. I did not like that. I thought, like it, was, I thought it was pretty cheesy. Part. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cheesy. Um, Captain America with a gun—that's that's really American. I think mm-hmm. that <laughs> that works. Um, it does make sense. Yeah, back it does make first, a lot of sense. Like the first Captain America movie. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Um, I liked liked a weird word, but I liked how they introduced that like black Captain America. Um, but his story okay. wasn't told and all this stuff. And then right segued right into that with the police stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, okay. yeah. You know, right after that happened, I was like, they did it. They yeah. touched on it. Yeah. I was like, let's go. I, I was looking into like this a little bit, like people breaking down the the show and like do like Easter eggs and stuff. So apparently, that Isaiah character was from like a limited graphic novel run, like of the Young Avengers. No, it wasn't Young Avengers. It like it was like the nineteen fifties. And he mm-hmm. was like after Cap, and then they like basically like screwed him over and and like put him in prison, like he said, and all this kind of stuff. So apparently that like they are drawing on from like source material, source material, which is like cool. And then just the idea of that is like is wild. And like I like yeah. how they they had like the confliction with Sam and and Bucky, and like Bucky feeling like he had to keep that secret and like. Uh, you know, like Steve Rogers didn't even know and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And like, he couldn't say it for like several reasons. And then the reason, and then not saying it was like a big thing too. Like, so it was just, it, it was a bad situation. Every single angle you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually sent you, I just sent you guys a picture of what the Captain America looks like. Right. <laughs> he's like twice Captain America size. <laughs> oh my God. He's yoked. Yeah. And yeah, I also yeah, saw huge. Yeah. I also saw another Easter egg. His grandson is supposed mm-hmm. to be one of the new of uh, the new young Avengers. Avengers. That's how that yeah. Avengers, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I that'll think, be interesting. Yeah, I think it's really cool. They're like incorporating you're finding out there's other like super soldiers and stuff, which is just like this whole thing is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, it it is very like interesting going forward to see like are they gonna give the new Captain America like the serum are they gonna like is sam gonna get it at one point because right now like the only people who can 
like fight these super soldiers or other super soldiers, which is just Bucky. And, mm-hmm. and, like, <laughs> and I guess Isaiah, if he decides to join the fold. Exactly, yeah. I think another oh, thing with yeah. Bucky revealing that secret, dude, I think, I mean, just revealing more and like finding himself in a way, he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking that from the beginning. I'm like, I don't see Bucky making it out of this. Yeah, I I hope not because I'm like now with the show, like you're liking him more as a character, and mm-hmm. like like I said before, I think their dynamic is like hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see that happening, and we still have to but, figure out what happened yeah. with Steve and. Uh, they can like touch up on that, but yeah, if Bucky were to die. Uh, Sebastian Stan would have some more time to do other things. True. Very true. So Captain Winter Luke Skywalker Soldier. It's a sweet title. Might as well, right? And also, I like that we got to see uh, John Walker, uh, the new Captain America, played Mm -hmm. by Wyatt Russell. Uh, I like that we got to see him like actually training Mm -hmm. as Captain. Because, like, dude, they just, like, finding some white boy to be the new captain america but like yeah. he actually like worked on it and he's actually he's like his three exactly. medals of honor yeah <laughs> sick yeah. the um i don't know i didn't like i didn't like hate him for most of the episode but like at the end i remember saying out loud being like when he's like well if you're not gonna work with me then like stay the hell out of my way mm. he's like oh that's a turning point that is a turning point no the whole episode yeah just like sam said the last thing he would say he was like building up like <laughs> just say something wrong it's like yo i need you like you're you're so good you know you were always by steve's side and it'd be sweet if captain america had his wingman and sam was like all right i'm out of the car it's like i can't believe it. it's like that cliche we're so close yeah yeah no he was uh yeah, he's unlikable, saying the wrong things, but you know it shows that he has worked to get to the position that he was at. I like how yeah. Bucky was like, "Let's just steal the shield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just take it." But it's also like at that point, he's still like technically Captain America. Like it, it's just the shield, you know. I do like that, even when uh, uh the John Walker and I forgot the other guy's name, when they joined the fight, that they still didn't win. Yeah, like it shows like that they're actually up against something tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also they're not super soldiers, so it's like yeah, they're getting destroyed. The bad guys they kind of don't make any sense right now. Like they're mad at the corporation for helping people who are displaced from the snap, but like yeah, they have not. They've been gone for five years. That's yeah, kind of. I don't, something. I don't think their motives like they don't want. They want the world to go back to what it was like, and it's like that. They, how are you? Who who was that good for? <laughs> yeah, how are you gonna do that? Yeah, I exactly. I think the bad guys. We're gonna get a Han Solo or Solo Star Wars story type of deal with like Enfys Nest. It's like honestly, she's. I feel like she's playing the same role. The one it's the same girl, right? Yeah, it's the same that's role. what I thought. But then, he, thought, yeah, yeah, she's close to the Disney hat trick again. Needs to be in a Disney princess movie. I but then that was her. But also, I think they're doing the same thing again, where they're framing them as the bad guys, but the real because they're Robin Hooding, stealing from the rich, giving to the poor. So realistically, the bad guys are like Zemo. Zemo. No, I don't even know if he's the real. I think it's John Walker and the U.S. government again. Really? Because <laughs> if you look at the was it you, BJ, who sent this, or maybe maybe it was me. I don't know, but I sent it to you guys. But on the boxes they steal, it says like. Uh, gsr or something like yeah. that yeah and that's what yeah somebody said yeah that john walker was talking about so i think they're just gonna do that whole thing again where she's like uh like yes a, yeah you know, type of deal mm-hmm. which i don't know same thing in solo so that's why i think it's going and that's off of no other than that one photo mm-hmm. yeah i don't know like and also i don't i don't know how they're getting like the um what you call it back the uh like the shield because obviously they have it in the trailer you know they're like training with it and say how does that how do you get that back yeah did you train the one from the museum Mm -hmm. it'd be really funny if um 
I think that is the one from the museum that he's using, that John Walker's using. I think it'd be really funny if like Sam had just gotten like a a steel one made or something. Amazon. I, I don't know if they shot at it or not this episode. I didn't really remember. But like it'd be funny if he just kept the real one and he just turned in like a fake one. They won both. Well, that, oh, you yeah. go, Peter. Uh, that would also not make any real sense because it would have yeah. been just as hard as vibranium. Exactly. So. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do. I thought they were gonna go to Wakanda when Bucky said, "Like I know somewhere we can go," and then they went to Baltimore. And that idea, <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, I I think it was, overall it was good though. Like it sets up going to Zemo and like seeing all this stuff that that could potentially happen. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Zemo throw on the purple mask. It'll look cool, mm-hmm. and just see what he does. So yeah, do you have any, either of you have anything else to say on uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, looking forward to next week, and we'll see how, how this uh, continues taking off. All right. Yep. Well, I guess now we get to talk about the reason, or not the reason, I guess, but like the main topic of the episode, Boba Fett. So for those of you who don't know who Boba Fett is, I'm sure you do, but just a quick recap of him. Uh, he's a bounty hunter who wears Mandalorian armor and his uh, clone daddy is Jango Fett. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's known across the galaxy as being a lethal and ruthless bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's just a quick biography of him. But I guess we can run over from how he was when he was a kid and all that. Because he is a direct copy from uh, Jango Fett, right? Without any of the the advanced aging or anything like that. So that's why he's like technically a clone, but technically different from like the like the other clone clones like Rex or Wolf or Gregor or them. Yeah, they yeah. removed the anti-aging or development thing. So he just develops like a normal human. So mm-hmm. I don't think Jenko ever calls him his clone. It's just mm-hmm. his son. Yeah, just also, they did a good job casting because that looks yeah. Good. So yeah, this is Moore Morrison, who's the current Boba Fett now. And mm-hmm. then this is a little kid. Don't know who it is, but... Oh, what's his name? It's like Josh something. I want to say. Is that his son? Because that looks very... <laughs> it's not his son, but it is... Um... Look it up. They... It looks he, like uh... a kid from Descendants, like Boo Boo, whatever his name is. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. <laughs> Boo Boo Stewart? Never mind. I don't watch Disney Channel. Okay, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so he's cloned on Camino uh, with the rest of the clones without the the development process. So he is gets to age like a little kid, and then on the Battle of Geonosis during Attack of the Clones, as you can see here, he's holding not only his dad's helmet but also his head because Mace Windu beheaded him, which made him hate Mace Windu. Um. The only reason I think it might not have his head in the helmet <laughs> when he's holding it is because I think heads are pretty heavy. So if he was picking up the helmet with the head, he he's like pops he out before he picks it up. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So maybe it rolled out. <laughs> let's let's glance. Do we see a head anywhere around? No, but how how close is he to the body? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the body. That head is far away from the. There's no body in sight on that one. Oh, it's Daniel yeah. Logan is who, who plays uh, Boba Fett in in the prequels. Cool. So, I mean, they did a good job. This is him. So you can probably guess which one's Boba Fett among these kid cadets. It's this one. And uh, he's plotting to kill Mace Windu. But as a child, he really has no chance. And then uh, he has to go to jail. And then we see him again with the – this is where Obi-Wan's impersonating – uh, forgot a this. Bounty hunter. A bounty hunter, just trying to get more information from uh, the separatists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then that eventually leads to where Boba Fett forms this group. Damn, I forgot her name. Blanking. Arsang. Yeah, Arsang. And then we have uh, Bosk and then Dengar, who's not photoed. But, you know, you'll eventually see them all in the Empire Strikes Back. But they form a squad. I thought that was interesting how they put him as a kid with like all the like. OG bounty hunters that everybody like recognizes and stuff was interesting. Yeah. Which, I think it's cool. And just it like... is cool. And it's crazy that he was the leader too. Mm-hmm. Like imagine being like these guys. Or and these... he's 11. Yeah. 
Like I'm 12, but I'm gonna leave you guys. We're gonna kill these guys. We're gonna kill my puberty. So that eventually leads. Look, here they are in the Empire Strikes Back. There's still Bosk. I think Orsing's dead at this point. Dengar. Uh, looks like Taika Waititi type robot. Yeah, it's IG-88. So, uh, yeah, so he continued to be a bounty hunter, got his dad's armor, just a little seasoned, and then he works for Vader during the Galactic Civil War. You see him in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And do you see him in New Hope? Is it briefly or no? Uh, so they, on on like the digital cut they track, them in, they, in the background. they edited him in and they also changed... Because... Um, uh, Jabba was a was just like a big fat guy in a fur coat walking mm-hmm. around, and they went back and they digitally like Phantom Menaced him in there. Yeah, and it's funny when when Han steps behind when, him. Yeah, it, like, he like it like jerks around like on the screen. It looks like so bad, but they had to make it look like he had to walk over his tail instead of walking. It's funny him. because he stepped on his tail, and Jabba was like, mm-hmm. whatever. And so, yeah, there he is working for Jabba. He's the one who secures Han Solo. <clears throat> and the Empire strikes back and takes him to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And in a rescue mission to get saved, uh, Boba Fett has to fight off the rebels with Luke, Luke Skywalker, Leia, Han, and company. And then, you know, he gets defeated in the most, like, embarrassing way. Doesn't do anything <laughs> cool. He He's has... Is that the... What'd you say, BJ? Was that the force kick part, or was that right after? Remember when Luke like kicked somebody but didn't make contact, mm-hmm. so they just like, oh, oh that's that the force kick. That was before. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, either way, he's getting tossed around accidentally. Hilarious. And Phasma had the same treatment in the sequels, and like I guess to an extent, Darth Maul. He had a really cool fight in Duel of the Fates, but they just kill off like their coolest kill off their coolest yeah. villains in all the films like way too early mm-hmm. it's an ongoing problem <laughs> because phasma could have been sick obviously they're like trying to bring boba fett back to life and with darth maul bringing him back to life and then for years we thought boba was just dead and gone but like there was legend stuff that he had you know crawled out of the sarlacc pit and all kinds of stuff which is where he ended up after han hit him um mm-hmm. and then season two of the mandalorian showed up yeah, so Boba Fett did lose his armor, and this is Cobb Vanth wearing it. As you can tell, very slender. Clearly not Boba Fett. Uh, and then this is Tamora Morrison. I think it's the end of episode one. He's just, like, walking around with the gaffy stick. And, like, there's him escaping the Scarlet Pit, him holding his dad's head. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we get the scene. Oh, yeah. The, probably the coolest Boba Fett scene is when he's not in his armor. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably the most ruthless Star Wars yeah, you'll see. Yeah, I, Star Wars content. Yeah, was there blood in this? No, I don't think so. Whatever, blunt force trauma like just sounds worse anyway because it's yeah. all just hearing the cracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that face, like this guy's dead. There's no shot that they're alive. But it's cool too how they added in like his uh, like scars from the acid, and and you can see it on the armor too before you know he repaints as we'll go over to his second mm-hmm. but um it's yeah completely eaten up by stuff and and so it reflects in his body too like it just absolutely scarred up mm-hmm. yeah. and it is confirmed i believe in this episode where we it was kind of like speculated that he was in Django fett's armor but it could have been just like similarly made armor yeah. but it is like officially Django fett's armor seasoned mm-hmm. and so. the show did a good job of like because it was always like said that Boba and Django were wearing Mandalorian armor, but they weren't Mandalorian and there was like a big confusion, but this show was like able to kind of patch that up and show that technically, no, they weren't born on Mandalore, but they were like kind of like Din technically are. That begs the question, are all the clones Mandalorians? I mean, (laughs) I don't know. You could, I guess you could argue it. Mm. But I guess since maybe they're Bobo, maybe they're Mandalorian cousins. How about that? Mm. <laughs> oh, if yeah. they did like uh, and what is that? What is that? Uh, 
family tree test you can take. A 23 and Ancestry. Ancestry.com. Ancestry 23 and me. He's like, you are one eighth Mandalorian. It's like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so he repaints the armor similar to when people repaint their cars and it looks super bad. But, you know, it shows that he did it at least. He didn't take it to a yeah. shop. I don't know if they have paint shops in Star Wars. Sabine's nice. not everywhere. Can of spray paint will do it. Yeah. Like, that looks so bad. But, you know, I think it's intentional. So it's fine. And then after that, after he helps Din Djarin rescue Grogu, luckily he wasn't there when Luke Skywalker showed up because I feel like it could have been a, could have been a conflict. But then he takes the throne of uh, Tatooine, kills uh, Bin Bib Tortuga. Tor, what's his name? What is his name? Bib Fortuna. Fortuna. Yeah, Tortuga is the, the race. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Boba Fett's story in a nutshell. It's like, story for now, because going forward, there yeah, will yeah. be the book of Boba Fett coming out in, I believe, December 2021. So. Yeah, I th- is that the next live action Star Wars coming? Yep. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So Ahsoka's twenty twenty two. Ahsoka. I thought it was. Not... I thought it was Christmas. We keep oh, we keep looking it up and forgetting. I think. No, I think we were right though. I just haven't heard anything about, literally anything about uh, production or like like because even Obi Wan they're talking about. Like they're going to production stuff, and they've talked. They they're filming Mando season three, and after Boba Fett, like directly after. Yeah, no. Pedro Pascal has priority with The Last of Us too, or whatever it's called. First list. I don't forgot what the term is. The Last of Us. Yeah, but uh. It so we'll see. We kind of know when we'll get this, but we'll we'll see when we get Ahsoka and stuff, because then. I mean, just like with everything in Disney, a lot of the stuff's like getting pushed. So, you know. Yeah. I hope uh, Boba Fett's not your favorite character because we just ran through that because uh, his story is like very short. But uh, but it will be continued. So will keep... be continued, and yeah. the book of Boba Fett will like definitely dive deeper since he will be at the forefront of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely think we're gonna get like that whole backstory of how he survived, which is good. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, like, what did he do for like nine years without the yeah. just walk same around? Same thing with Maul. Same, it's probably the same thing as Maul. Just like sat in a sat in a corner, off, cried. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it doesn't look like he's like obsessed on killing Luke, which is good. Hmm. I, honestly, probably getting like that near death experience and like pretty traumatic near death experience is probably like mm. change. Yeah, just calm down. I'll only do blunt force trauma to stormtroopers. stormtroopers exactly. Yeah. No one else. Everyone else is fine. And he also has the coolest ship in the galaxy. I don't think we touched on that. Slave One. Like, not a great name, but a great ship. And it has like the little gyroscopic thing yeah that is pretty cool actually yeah i like that the mandalorian touched up on that i was like do they have to like climb into everything sideways in this like they did in like Django or Lil boba did mm-hmm. in attack of the clones so that's boba fett's story and then i think now we get the transition to some listener questions and there were some good questions this week and I'll, yeah. i'm excited to answer them yeah absolutely so Justin, we- you want to go first who me yeah, should go I'll, I'll read what's the first one. So this one comes from uh Billy Billy. Comes real name. Just read it, read what was wrote, <laughs> written down. But uh this is from Billy Mac and he asked, uh, what color and what style of lightsaber would you guys have? Staff style or two uh, two sabers like Ahsoka? Um I'm gonna uh I'm gonna go with I uh, would definitely do the uh like the Count Dooku hilt. But be green. I was gonna say, I think that's the one I was gonna pick too, not green. I do have a green lightsaber because I picked it because I was like, let me get the one that I would least get. And now I wish I got another color, but it's cool. But I think I'll probably go orange just because you don't see a lot of them. But then uh, I like the Count Dooku Hill. I think I'd, I'd have a regular, no double sided, not like I, like, I don't trust my left hand with like much. So yeah. I don't think I'd have two lightsabers. 
but the staff is cool, but I think I have to go standard single blade. Um, for me, since I am the main character in the BJCU, I'd have the dual dark saber and white saber. So, you know, yin and yang, amazing. That would be um, cool. If not, if I had to be more normal, more of a side character, I'd want the serrated lightsaber, but have it blue and maybe a little longer. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Actually, I might switch mine to a, the cross guard lightsaber like Kylo, but in orange. Mm. Nice. I like it. Well, yeah. Uh, BJ, you want to ask the next question? And thanks for the question, Billy. Yes. Okay, this one comes from our friend Kwame. What are your thoughts on the idea that Star Wars series are metaphors for IRL imperialism? Uh, I think it's spot on. Like it, George Lucas has even said, like he had this really cool interview with James Cameron actually um, a couple years ago. Yeah, just world builders, both of them. Yeah, he talks about how like originally when he was doing it, it was like Vietnam was going on and all sorts of stuff and you had like a small group of people fighting like the biggest empire in the world and stuff like that. And just, he talked about like a lot of other stuff in history. Um, I mean, it's not too hard to, to deduct like the, the empire as being like taking a lot of stuff and especially the first order too, like with Hux's speech and stuff is like mm-hmm. straight out of Nazi Germany. And yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the, the plot lines and everything like hold true. And that's what George, like wanted and that that's exactly what he was was going for i think yeah in the original trilogy the empire is also called the imperials <laughs> so. yep so yeah and like you know star wars for the most part except for maybe with like mandalorian and like the show is like the more niche thing it's about good versus evil mm-hmm. yeah i just well, it's just always cool to have like a little bit of realistic stuff at the at the base of like your your stories and things like that because it's it's mythology at a certain point but mythology also is also rooted in reality at a certain point yeah and also you can kind of see like even though you know the empire is bad like you can believe that they think what they're doing is the right thing mm-hmm. so you yeah very true isn't but very true yeah one of our more serious questions thank you um i'll take the next one too so this is another one that comes from kwame he was asking um can you shine some light on those conversations that argue that the jedi were bad um now i I believe that this is referring to like some of those arcs in the where the clone wars are talking about but also in luke talking about it in um in episode eight where he was talking about how they're like blinded by their hubris and all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. now in my in my opinion I think like a lot of things are, are certain point of view kind of stuff in Star Wars, but you could you could see how they they what they were supposed to be was peacekeepers. They're supposed to be guardians, and they turned into generals and like warlords and stuff like that, where they were fighting in battles and actively fighting a war on like multiple multiple fronts, um, and that's not at the root of of their message or the root of what they what they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to stand for you're right yeah so i think a lot of people looked at them as as being exactly that, like blinded by their hubris and like completely power hungry and, and war war hungry kind of if, it, if you get what i mean yeah and like i guess comparing it to like in america in a way they essentially become like special forces just like your elite soldiers And then they have less say, obviously, like they have to come to a decision as a council. But with like with the Supreme Chancellorship given to Palpatine, they have to be pretty much become puppets to him and do what he wants them to do, which is ended up what happening. And another bad thing about the Jedi is that they are like so stuck on their rules Mm -hmm. that it like messes up a lot. I mean, Anakin's journey could have been so different if they weren't so strict on their rules and like that's the cool thing about the new high republic book series the jedi are a little bit more like themselves and they get to take like sabbaticals and like you know make decisions for themselves and like trust in the force and like i think the jedi in the prequels 
specifically they follow a less or it's like one of those crazy religions that you're like mm. yeah <laughs> you it know became a, it became a cult mm-hmm. yeah and like they went too far down the rabbit hole and then they couldn't see what was in front of their face the whole time um so e- even though there was a lot of problems with that arc in the last uh season of clone wars with the spice run whatever mm-hmm. but ahsoka did like see the problems with the jedi when um the sister's parents died and the jedi's like uh just believe in the force everything will be good yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like and they were like our parents are dead and they're like it was for the greater good or whatever and then how there were still slaves on um what was it castle what's the mm-hmm. planet's name castle Castle, and then yeah, the, I forgot that one episode where it's like super dark, and they get in, like Obi Wan gets enslaved for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I was just thinking about that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I don't know what book this is from, but um, Dooku, do you guys remember that uh, post I sent you, Dooku talking about Yoda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the Jedi Order's problem is Yoda. No being can wield that kind of power for centuries without becoming complacent at best or corrupt at worst mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. like you go or are you finishing that thing oh yeah uh <laughs> he Sorry. no longer sees all the little cumulative evils that the republic tolerates and fosters from slavery to endless wars and he never asks why are we not acting to stop this yeah so yeah uh yoda just being there and not helping more mm-hmm. And just kind of sitting around is kind of it's like the sin of sloth not doing what you need to do yeah and the other interesting thing about the jedi is that they're like so concerned with finding balance among the force but if it's like all just like good optimism like yeah we're like there is no chaos there's only harmony ah! like that's not balance that's like compl- the the scale is completely shifted onto one side which honestly, like Order 66, as terrible as it is, does kind of bring balance if it's just Obi-Wan, Vader, the Emperor, Luke, and Leia. So it's three to two. <laughs> or like then all the Inquisitors. But like balance. And then all the Inquisitors like kill all the Jedi. And then, well, Ahsoka, Cal's price alive. Don't know what happened to Ezra. It's just like a group that gained too much power and was thought of as like so good that nothing could ever happen to them um and then and then it's like it's like with anything right like if anything becomes too powerful if anybody like it's a good thing like a good way to look at it is like fame too right like you have people who like get really famous and it's like very similar to a power construct where like certain like eventually they think that you can't question them you can't question anything that they do and then they are just making decisions based on a completely jaded point of view where they're never being told like they can't do something or or stuff like that it's like very similar to how the jedi ended up being completely just blindsided by by something that they should have seen all along yeah yeah too much of anything can be bad like ice cream is great we have ice cream every day yeah you're gonna you know start feeling bloated or you know start you know not enjoying ice cream as much and that comes with anything like you can become burnt out or like maybe the system become can become burnt out so you have to have like the good things in doses and like learn from the bad stuff and i think the jedi didn't do that yeah so then that yeah Yeah. definitely kind of covers covers that yeah two insane questions I actually didn't read those two before, even though I said at the beginning of the questions, we have some good questions. Like, those are some good questions. (laughs) Those are some good questions. (laughs) Okay. And for our final question. (laughs) No, we still uh, have have two more. Oh, we have two more. Okay. Well, our next question from (laughs) my friend Austin. Will Chet Hanks be in any future Star Wars? And how will White Boy Summer affect the franchise? (laughs) Um, <laughs> will Chet Hanks be in Star Wars? Let's start with that. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Literally. <laughs> Maybe just like a cameo. Have all the Hanks in there. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. All three Hanks. Also, I'm uninformed. 
I think one of you might have sent a message about it. I like played along like a new, like I don't know what white boy summer is. So, um, yeah. so Chet Hanks is Tom Hanks' son. The one with all the tattoos. With all the tattoos. The mm-hmm. one that talks in like <laughs> a Caribbean accent sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he just officially dubbed <laughs> this summer white boy summer <laughs> and gave a bunch of rules like be respectful all this stuff which is actually like the the message is actually it's there it's just the name is just hilarious the name when you hear it you're like oh yeah. no yeah 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 like well, that's funny so hopefully that brings balance to the force but i doubt it <laughs> yeah i don't think white boy summer will affect uh star wars in any capacity hopefully um, watch it like be insane and like change star wars <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we had another question from our friend Billy Mech, and he said, if you could have one force ability, what would it be and why? I mean, it's a great question. And like, kind of like a broader answer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's hard to why hear that. But uh, a broader answer would be like the telekinesis aspect of the force. But I think he's looking for like more specific, like pushing, like pulling. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be killing people with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just instant. <laughs> no, I think picking stuff up and putting it down is like baseline as that is. I think like usefulness, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And like the cool thing about the books, you get to kind of like dive deeper into some of the force abilities. Like Ahsoka, like I just finished the Ahsoka book and oh there's this little girl in it who just like can sense danger immediately as a shadow and like knows where it is so like that's a cool little trick and then in light of the jedi some of them can like fly using the force really all right i guess you guys have i don't know i guess you can use force like push and stuff to if you fell from like a high distance just like yeah essentially that's what they're doing and they like dive deeper into that actually how they like jump and fall great distances Also, like how Ezra is like more connected to animals, or Mm -hmm. um, also in uh, Light of the Jedi, they're connect like they can like make a concert basically. I think that's I think that's pretty cool, especially if you're like with your friends and you just (laughs) you're at like Chris is essentially like the queen bee when she uses the force type of deal. She just kind of like sends like things to people what to do. Exactly, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, what would I pick? Um, lightning now uh, <laughs> well, that's so that lame is- and unuseful like it's cool but like it's pretty much like used to kill people mm-hmm. and like i don't oh think God, i'd be a, i'd be azula i'd be azula so fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah she is actually cool with it yeah that'd uh, be pretty cool <laughs> i i guess the being able to jump really far and like fall unless you can count flying i'd do that oh four speed no. Uh, oh yeah, like when Obi Wan on or like the <laughs> Phantom Menace, dancing around. That's funny. He set so many world records. <laughs> you guys remember the Incredibles where Dash is running the race and they're like second, get second, and he's like, <laughs> like fluctuating throughout the race. It's funny. And then yeah, we have uh, just one final question. BJ, I'll let you handle this one because. Uh, this goes along with one of your theories. Yes, from Brianna. Does Bad Batch save Grogu? I really do think so. I really think they're gonna introduce him and show that he was saved by the Bad Batch. I like um, it. I like that theory you came up with. I think like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it would make sense, and it would tie the Mandalorian to more projects. So I and think. If, yeah. Exactly. And if they have Grogu in it, more people are going to watch it. <laughs> because again, they can cost so much money. So much money. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like, if they thought about killing him in the first season, there's like, they're like, a lot of people would have stopped watching. Yeah. Yeah. That show would have not had as much traction, probably. Yeah, it would have tanked. But uh, I think it's a good theory. And I hope it does come true. Like, I won't get my hopes up too much because. We don't know too much about the Bad Batch other than that it's after Order 66 or during Order 66 too. Mm -hmm. But it would be a great way to introduce him into animation, get more people to watch it, tie him to the prequels more. 
with the prequel era and then yeah it'd be just a good idea yeah you can kind of show what he does during the og trilogy maybe <laughs> he basically like just has a group of babysitters mm-hmm. seeing them i like just thinking about that seeing them all interact with the baby would be actually great oh yeah and then you said like that the reason he trusts mando, mando din so well because he's really used to the helmet yeah that would be cool that would be a cool little tie-in yeah that looks like it'll do it for uh listener questions today again thanks for everybody like sending those in um as you know you can send us questions for the pod at any point you want uh you can find us obviously that way at the bad batch podcast on instagram which is where we probably find your questions quickest or i mean you can you know message us individually if you want to uh if you have access to those and then um you can find us on Twitter, tweet at us, whatever you want. Uh, we're the Bad Batch Pod there. And check us out on YouTube. We uh, we always say that we suggest you watching the video versions because we have Justin put together great graphics and stuff for the news sections and sections throughout the video pod. So definitely something I would suggest checking out. So you can head over there to the Bad Batch Podcast on YouTube. Uh, while you're there, you know, subscribe, like it up. You can comment if you want. Really do whatever you want, but uh, we we'll definitely appreciate that. Um, so yeah, and those normally drop like Tuesday between five and six ish. Sometimes mm-hmm. they like sometime Tuesday night. Those will drop and look out for those. But other than that, you can always find us back here. I'm sure you're listening right now on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Yes, and thank you for listening. And also, another news real quick. Uh, this Thursday is one of our host's birthday. He will be turning 25, and we are so proud of him. And it is- I'm so proud. It's true. So make sure you, if you follow Drew, message him, or you can message the podcast. Uh, just saying happy birthday to Drew, because it's been a great 24.9 something something years. And then when it hits that 25 mark, it's going to be great. And we're so happy. So uh, wish him a happy, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I yes. made We it. appreciate I, yeah, you okay. because we appreciate you. Like we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for you too. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're a knowledge wizard. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you next week. Probably stop it.